0: The Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, Life Coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and be more confident in your 30s. Now, I usually start every podcast episode telling you a little bit about what's been going on with me, encouraging you to subscribe and to review the podcast, and also telling you any coaching offers or deals that are currently happening. But today, I don't want to start with that. Today, I want to start with a story that is related to the topic of this podcast, which is all about loneliness. So let's go back to the year 2020, the distant year. A few years ago, I'm in the depths of the first lockdown of the pandemic and I was living with my then boyfriend of four years and we were living in our apartment together and everything was supposedly going as it should for a relationship of four years. And I remember one day when I was doing my daily journaling, writing how lonely I felt, writing how even though I was living with somebody and even though obviously the world was upside down and so many people were you know, even lots of friends of mine were in lockdown completely alone. They didn't have anybody. They hadn't had human contact for however many weeks. I was with somebody, yet I still felt this deep sense of emotional loneliness. And there's two ways to define loneliness, which is what we're going to go into in this episode. But it was only until I experienced physical loneliness, which I'm going to talk about in the next part of the story, did I understand that loneliness isn't just about being physically lonely, but it's also about being emotionally lonely. So fast forward a few months later, I had gone through a huge big breakup with said boyfriend. Won't go into details of that now. And following this big breakup, I found myself for the first time ever living completely alone. I just signed on a new apartment, living alone. It was still locked down. It wasn't as uh, intense, the restrictions as before. But in general, I was spending large quantities of time, large proportions of time completely by myself. And it was during this time where I actually started to panic about how lonely I felt. And it was during that time that I realized that it was a combination of both of those types of loneliness, the feeling of being lonely, even when you are with people, but that feeling of also being in solitude when there's no one around you, which I know so many people suffered uh, from during the, the pandemic and during the lockdowns. And it was really the first time in my life not the first time in my life that I've been lonely for sure, but the first time in my life that I admitted that I was and that I decided to do something about it. And I remember really clearly because I actually screenshotted this message that I ended up confiding in one of my sisters and telling her how lonely I felt and that I was really struggling to come to terms with what had happened in my life and that, I was this age, I was was 33, and that I felt so alone and I hadn't imagined that I would feel that way and I really just didn't, I didn't like it. I wasn't in a good place. And she said some very wise words and she told me that it was a good idea to tackle this head on. She told me to stop trying to run away from the loneliness and stop trying to not feel lonely, but instead to move towards it and to get comfortable with it. So that's what I decided to do. And it was like a two-pronged attack at the time. It was one attack of getting used to being alone, really exploring that loneliness, the mindset side of it, but also the physical side of it, getting used to We had no other choice, obviously, at that time um, because of uh, lockdown and restrictions to to get used to my own company. And then the other side of it was to build a life, this new life, this new chapter that' been been thrust upon me during this breakup, and to create a new a new social life and to create new friends and new connections and just a completely you know new reality for myself. And I'm telling you this story because I made it my mission, so that was three years ago, to do everything I could to explore this loneliness, not even going to say to do everything I could to to stop the loneliness, but to, to explore it and to understand it and to get comfortable with it. And that's what this episode is dedicated to, is to sharing this and helping you to do the same thing. If you've been feeling lonely, if you've been feeling that maybe your friendships have changed, maybe that your friends are at a different stage of life to you, maybe you're living far away from people, maybe you've just moved country, maybe you've also just been through a breakup and you're feeling that sense of being alone, then this episode is really going to guide you through that. It's going to give you some validation and it's going to give you some help with what to do. Before we dive in, I do want to say that this is a part one of talking about loneliness and the part two is part of my brand new course that's going to be launching next month at the end of December which is going to be all about building your next chapter in love and a part of building your next chapter in love is about getting comfortable being alone so if you like this content and you're interested to know more about loneliness about how you can build new connections about how you can get yourself out of your comfort zone and building community and meeting new people and calling a new love then this episode is the introduction to that and I've put in the description of the podcast a link where you can actually sign up already to the course waiting list so you'll be the first to know and you'll get a special discount Okay, so let's talk about loneliness. I think I've already really summarized those two types. It's the social isolation, so the lack of social contact and that lack of having people around you. And then also the feeling of being alone, that emotional loneliness, which really doesn't actually matter how many people are around you. And when I was doing research for the episode, I started to have a little Google and have a, you know, look at the statistics. And I'm not going to read them out to you. But I think it's safe to say that we all know that being lonely and feeling solitude, both of those things can have a really big impact on our mental and our physical health, and especially social isolation. So when we turn away from other people, the studies have found that it can be as harmful when we say as harmful, it means it can deduct years from your life in the same way that smoking 15 cigarettes a day can which is crazy when you really think about it but I think it shows just how important it is to do this work to address the loneliness and to actually make a change with it and I think that many people really believe that introverts so you know we often like to label things so I'm an introvert, I'm an extrovert, I'm confident, I'm not confident, I'm sociable, I'm not sociable. And I'm sure when I'm speaking about this, you can put yourself into one of those categories. Maybe it's something, you know, about yourself or maybe something that somebody's described you as before. But I think that there's this misconception that if you're introverted uh, and you like to recharge your batteries or you prefer your own company sometimes, that you're more lonely and I want to just say from the start that I do not believe that to be true. And I actually think that many extroverts, really, they thrive more bouncing off other people's energy, but they're not very good at dealing with being alone. And I know that many people who love socializing and love being around people all the time struggle with loneliness even more than people who are, who would say they were introverts because they struggle to be alone. They distract themselves. They find it hard to be in their own company. And the reason that they love going out every night after work or that they love packing their weekends jam packed with plans is because it's really hard to actually be alone and actually be in your own company. So I did just want to say that because I think that we do sometimes believe that an ability to socialize automatically means that you wouldn't be lonely and then vice versa and it's just not true. So what really is loneliness? And I I think loneliness is actually an emotion, it's a feeling and I would describe it as a void especially when we're talking about emotional loneliness. It's a feeling that we can't really explain but it creeps up on us and you know when I told you that story at the start it was an example of both of those different types of loneliness. So obviously like the things that were missing in my life, which I'll share more soon and that, you know, the emotional loneliness of even when I had a partner who I went to sleep with every night and woke up with every morning, I didn't feel like I had those deep connections. And I think the truth is that a lot of the time loneliness, the void of loneliness, when we experience the emotion of loneliness It's because we can't connect deeper with ourselves and we find it very, very difficult to be with our own thoughts, to be with our own emotions and to get to know ourselves. So I'm jumping ahead now a little bit into the kind of what to do once you've understood that you're lonely. But I want to say that that already, if there's one thing you take away from this episode, is that the more you get to know yourself on a deeper level, the more you can connect with your mind, with your body, with your soul, with who you really, really are underneath all of the layers, the less lonely you will feel. And it's something that I've learned myself being on a journey over the past few years with it. And I know a lot of my clients who come to me feeling very lonely, feeling very isolated from those around them. And they do this work, the coaching work of really getting to know who they are, all the different exercises that I give them, the different tools, just going on that journey of listening to podcasts and journaling and meditation, maybe, you know, taking up a new exercise, yoga, sports, swimming, and they automatically feel less lonely. So let's just talk a little bit about why your 30s Feel lonely. And I really believe it's quite obvious why, but I do want to spell it out that life changes in our friendship group become really apparent when we are in our 30s. And I think that almost like up until every year of our life, until probably our mid to late 20s, we are kind of in like forced social circles that causes us to not be lonely obviously we have school we have most of us um, if we do study we'll have friends from our course at university maybe you always had a hobby when you were growing up so you had like automatic friends from there and our friends in general are on a similar path to us until our early to mid twenties we're all kind of doing the same thing for me anyway that was very clear we were all on this like trajectory and we all even most of my friends moved to London with the same within the same two or three years of each other we were doing the same thing and we all had similar priorities and even though we started working and some of us had busier jobs than others in general our lives were a flurry of social plans of birthday parties of uh, housewarming for new flats you know, when we used to move into our new um, apartments and it just felt like everyone was really the same. And that really starts to shift and change from our mid-twenties onwards. And I think it's fair to say that when our friends start settling down in relationships and they start to move in with partners, that can be a very lonely time if you are somebody who isn't there yet it can be lonely if you want it or even, or if you don't want it, I don't think it actually makes so much of a difference. And I'm thinking back now to my late twenties, it was for me very instant. Everyone started to do their own thing. And I have friends who are still traveling and doing their own thing and hadn't thought about settling down and were just living the life. And I had friends who already got married at the age of 26, 27. And it was like, if you're watching this on video my hands are showing two different directions lots of paths diverge and i think that in your 20s the focus is a lot on socializing whereas in your 30s there's just different priorities people start to think about maybe wanting to buy a house and then they become a little bit more frugal and then they don't go out as much some people naturally who were once party animals decide they don't want to party anymore some people who used to drink a lot and go out a lot and you know, have lots of fun, decide that's not really for them anymore. Some people decide to move country because where they're living doesn't currently suit them. Some people get really into their jobs. So that's another thing that happens when, when we talk about shifting prioritizing priorities and shifting focus is that a lot of people will be in more senior positions, obviously the older that you get. And often along with that comes more responsibility, more obligation. And in general, and I'm all for this people when they're in their 30s start to focus more on themselves and naturally you pull away from other people especially if you're going through a healing process especially if you're doing the work you don't feel the need to be distracted as much and I think that many people decide to live alone it was something that happened with me when I went through this breakup I'd only ever lived with roommates before and all of a sudden I felt ready to not live with roommates anymore. So my only option was to move in by myself. So, so many different things, so many different important things are shifting in your life, but it can go from being that very, like being a big group of friends or doing the same thing to everybody living in their own little bubble. And this is really natural. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I think it's just the course of life and the shifts that happen organically, but I think it can leave people who once had their lives full of others all around them, especially if you live with roommates, all of a sudden feeling that void, feeling even more. And then when people in the friendship group start having babies and really that adds to their life as well and almost everyone starts doing one thing and you're still doing the other, that can feel even more lonely because it adds another layer to it of, okay, everyone's doing their own thing, but now everyone else is doing one thing or the same, but my path looks different. And I know for many listeners here, you will have turned 30 or will be in this time in your 30s, at some point in your 30s was during the pandemic, which was two years on and off of lockdowns, which was very, very isolating and very lonely. So I just wanted to say that I do think that specifically your 30s is a lonelier time. I think that as you grow up into your late 30s, 40s, 50s, people even more so are in their own bubbles and their own family frameworks, but it's not new. Whereas in your late 20s, early 30s, it can often feel like quite a sudden shift that has happened very quickly. And I also want to say I always have to reference society and the changes that are happening, but Because of social media, many people are not only hiding behind social media, so they're very much, um, instead of going out, they just prefer to sit and scroll on their phones, like, hi, number one corporate over here. But we also are exposed to everybody else who is doing lots of things when we see pictures posted of nights out and people having birthday brunches and birthday parties and all the other things. So then we all of a sudden get it in our head that everyone else isn't lonely, but I am. So social media, Instagram definitely has a huge part to play in that. So the first step, I think, when it comes to talking about loneliness is to admit that you're feeling lonely. And I think, I hope that the description that I've just given you of why your thirties can be lonely can give you some validation to step up and say, oh, you know what? I actually do sometimes feel quite lonely. And I want you to just know that it's okay to feel that for all the reasons that I've said. The statistics that I came that I came across when I was doing research for the episode were saying that almost 50% of people in the US who were studied in a survey admitted to feeling lonely. And I also want to say, and I think this episode is quite handy for my US listeners, uh, but it's relevant to everyone for all different um locations is that it's the holidays now it's Thanksgiving and many people and I actually did a a shout out on Instagram for uh, questions about turning uh, being lonely in your 30s and somebody wrote to me I'm usually really good at being alone and not worrying about it but there's just something that hits hard about the holidays about this time of year so I also want to say that admitting that you're lonely also in the holidays is, is, is also a thing it brings up a lot especially when there's that increased thing of picture, people posting pictures in their Christmas pajamas and lots of engagements happen during this time or just lots of questions around the family dinner table so yeah like it's really important to acknowledge and, and it was just by coincidence that this episode is coming out during Thanksgiving and during this time but it can be a very very triggering time And when we talk about knowing it's okay to normal to feel lonely, I say that because I think that there's some kind of taboo or embarrassment and shame around feeling lonely that we don't really acknowledge. I feel like the word lonely, like if you think about somebody who was to say like, hi, I'm Emma and I feel lonely and I was to share it and say it in public, there would almost be like, oh, that's a bit cringe. People don't usually admit that. And maybe you feel like you shouldn't feel lonely, which I think a lot of people struggle with. If you have a really busy life, like you work in an office and you have colleagues or you have a, you're have you in a relationship or maybe you have a big group of friends or a supportive family, but you still feel lonely, that is okay and that is normal. But lots of people feel nervous to admit it because they feel that they're privileged and they feel like they shouldn't feel lonely. But as I've been emphasizing in the episode up until now, loneliness often doesn't have anything to do with how many people are surrounding you. So bottom line, feeling alone is nothing to be shamed about. And it's absolutely normal and okay to admit that you feel lonely and to admit that you want to do something about it. So now you've admitted to yourself, okay, feeling lonely want to change what next what do I do next do I just accept it do I deal with it can I overcome it what happens and I'm just going to refer back to the original story that I shared where I just decided to do a two-pronged attack into dealing with my loneliness at the time and the first thing that I did on the very wise words of my sister was to lean into that loneliness And the second thing that I did was to build community, was to build connections. But I really wanna focus on this leaning into the loneliness because it was something that was very unnatural to me at the time. And I think it's really important to do it. So for me and for many of you, being able to lean into loneliness is being able to sit with uncomfortable and negative emotions. It's asking yourself why, It really is so hard to just be alone. And I want you to just reflect on those questions for a minute. You can maybe write it down in your journal. You can just write it down in your phone notes. But really think, why is it hard for you to feel like you're alone? And my method for this was just getting really comfortable being uncomfortable. And I tried my best when I had these spurts of feeling lonely I would try to not do my usual, what I would do, which was pick up the phone and send a long voice note to a friend or try and call someone or look through my phone book and be like, I need to make some plans. Phone book being on my phone, not, you know, old school. And I started to on purpose decide to be alone. I decided to not wait to make a plan to go to that new coffee shop that I wanted to try out or I said, okay, if I want to go to this specific dog park with my dog, there wasn't that much to do during this time of pandemic, that I didn't have to wait for my friend to be available to meet me there, I could just go alone. And I on purpose decided to not make social plans every minute of the day that I could, which I couldn't really at the time, but it was very much about letting myself feel lonely. Allowing silence is something that we're so bad at doing. We always want to have the TV on in the background or have our phones open scrolling or put a TV show on and I really started to allow myself to bask in peace and calm and quiet and I imagined the future version of myself in a really busy household. I imagined the future me and however many years time with kids being in a relationship, things being constantly chaotic. And I had good points of reference for this because I had so many friends who were also uh, in that space. And I was like, wow, one day I'm going to appreciate this time to myself so, so much. I'm going to make the most of it now. And from this place, I was really good at implementing routines that were really focused on me. I was journaling every day at this point. I was going on long dog walks. I was listening to some favorite podcasts. I just really stopped trying so hard to be with other people all the time. And actually I created something at the time, which uh, old, uh, the originals of my podcast will remember called the Solo Date Challenge, where I basically invited my community to get really good at going on solo dates, to being alone. I'm getting really, really comfortable in their own company on purpose. And it was really interesting actually, because during this time, my business, my creativity and the connection to my business really took off because I was so connected to myself because I stopped looking outside, trying to grasp hold of everything else. And I was really like looking inwards. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, have so many amazing new ideas. I felt really passionate about it. That was just for me as a freelance business owner. It was an amazing time. But I think that if you're not that person and you're dealing with loneliness in a really good way is to invest in a creative project, a side project doesn't have to be anything about making money unless you want it to be. But just really owning that creative juices that are flowing within all of us. And it was really fun because actually my business is took off at that time I started sharing those on Instagram and the podcast was in full flow it was quite new at the time and I was being more vulnerable because I was getting to know myself more and then I felt more comfortable sharing and yeah it was just really it was a really fun time actually and it wasn't immediate it definitely took time I want to say that it wasn't that comfortable like I can't, was reading back my journals from this time. And I definitely didn't always feel so great about it. Like it wasn't like a switch. It sounds like I've made it out like, ah, oh, like a movie montage. I just woke up one day and that was my life. But it definitely over a period of a few months, I saw a drastic change. But I want to tell you what the biggest change was and how it came about. And that was because I decided to work on my mind. I decided to work on my beliefs I decided to confront the narratives, okay, the the limiting beliefs. We talk a lot in coaching about beliefs and narratives that were basically playing, I think, in my subconscious that were making it hard for me to be alone. And only when I accessed those with the help of my coach at the time, and I was with a therapist following the breakup, was I able to understand why it was so hard for me to be alone. And I had lots of narratives around what it meant for me to live alone and narratives of what it meant for me to be 33 and not in a relationship I had lots of work and healing work to do on feeling emotionally lonely that came from my childhood from being in a busy house all the time I was the oldest of four children and feeling maybe that my emotional needs weren't responded to in a way that I would have liked them to doing the inner child work in relation to that and it was only then that I was able to access those beliefs and change them. And I also remember doing a lot of the work around friendships and thinking a lot about how I had all these thoughts that my friends, the narratives that my friends didn't want to be friends with me. And I'd obviously come out of this relationship and I was less close to some of my closer girlfriends than I had been before I got into the relationship and it had been somewhat neglected and I had it in my head that oh all my single friends are too busy for me they've already like they love going out and they already have all these like new friendships and my non-single friends are too focused on their partners or their children and I started to unpick and unravel and unfold all these things and then I was like this just huh like this isn't true This is all beliefs that I'm holding. And are those beliefs serving me? Absolutely not. And it was doing that work with the support of a coach, my therapist, my journal, my own tools that I use with my own clients. And this really deep inner want to build that next chapter that wasn't lonely, that really caused this huge transformation at the time. So I'm inviting you to do that work. I'm inviting you and giving you permission that wanting to not be lonely is an amazing goal, but doing the work to get there isn't just a switch that we switch on. It will take time. It will take effort. It might take you investing. And when I say investing, I mean, you know, taking time, taking energy, putting money in order to build this next chapter that looks Less lonely. Now, the second part of the two pronged attack, I am going to mostly leave for the uh, course that, again, I'm inviting you to sign up for the waitlist for. But I will say I made it a huge priority to build a life, a really vibrant social life around me that I really, really loved. And I did that by creating deeper connections with existing friends and prioritizing those friendships. I made it my priority to create new friendships. I decided to solo travel. And during that time, got really, really terribly uncomfortable with doing things that I hated, like eating alone and completely fending for myself and spending huge expanses of time alone. And the results of that were astounding. And I know the original story when I mentioned it, I spoke to my sister about it I remember screen I'd scre- screenshotted the original whatsapp conversation because I remember I think it was a year later speaking to her and being like wow it's so crazy like and sending her that message and saying now I love spending time by myself actually even it's like the pendulum swung in the other direction and it was almost too much like I, I needed to make more of an effort to socialize um and I felt so comfortable in my own company and I felt so empowered to be a single woman at the age of 34, 35, doing my own thing, didn't need to rely on other people, got really good at doing all the things at home. I even moved, moved apartment after and just like in general was really like a new dawn for me. And that is the next chapter that I built for myself. And it's just. Really crazy to think that we can always build our next chapters. And now I'm entering a new chapter, a completely new chapter of life where I have been a bit more hibernating and I have been preparing to bring a child into the world and to, you know, I'm obviously in a relationship now and things are just a little bit different from before. And wow, I'm just so grateful to that version of myself who admitted she felt lonely decided it was okay, did the deep work, got comfortable being alone, and just didn't shy away, lent into my loneliness. And it's been such an amazing part of my journey. So I really hope that this inspires you to feel a little bit empowered that you can also be less lonely I also want to encourage you to take advantage of the fact that until the 1st of December there is a offer on my Next Chapter program which I think I already have shared with you in the episode and in it they you get a free free access to my friendship course and in the friendship course there's a whole module all about how to make new friends. There's a whole module all about how to build new friendships and the whole course is about how to have better friendships which really links to what we're talking about today and is a huge other part of being lonely in your 30s so i could and i have recorded a whole episodes and whole uh, course audios in relation to that so i'm inviting you to go and make the most of that opportunity because for 99 dollars you can get the whole next chapter workbook and uh self-study videos which teach you how to set the goal of feeling less lonely and I'm working through it and you can also then get the friendship course for free which is going to also give you lots of amazing ideas for how to meet new people so I should have probably bundled that together and call it the how to be less lonely package but I didn't go ahead and download it now the link is in the description notes you can go to my website www.turning30coach.com and you can also connect with me on Instagram. I've got an amazing podcast episode coming out next week, a part two from a past client who, when we last spoke, was single and just finished her egg freezing, and now is in a very different time in her life, as am I. So we're going to be sharing lots of fun things, and I'll see everybody there on the podcast next time.